You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. In responding to you, I hope that <laughs> my responses aren't just total tangents because I feel like you just put me into a trance, <laughs> which is usually Finally. my first I have no idea what you just said, Kelly, but it was just good. Okay, well, I'll repeat it, but you guys, it's so funny. Um, obviously, Katie's my most... Um, uh, you've been on the show the most. I was going to say something else, but I wasn't sure how to describe it. Um, you're my, you're the only guest that has returned this many times. So thanks for putting up with me. Um, but we've talked about this a few times. And even when you and Megan and Carolina were here, I had to like tell you guys to stop and like start over when you're describing things. Cause I'm like, sorry, I blacked out. What'd you say? <laughs> because you two specifically and Megan and I, I think Megan and I operate more similarly. I would never say that Megan and I are similar. And yet I feel like we have similar experiences with you guys, which is so funny, but Megan has no thoughts. So that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> no offense, Meg. Um, Megan is empty inside is really what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about that too actually okay anyways before i get super far off uh katie and carolina always put me into a trance and i always black out so it's about fucking time that i return the favor woman you're I'm, welcome i'm grateful for this experience this mirror uh-huh um okay so here's what i said that put katie in a trance i had to practice before we started recording because i wasn't sure if it made it sense or was in English. So you can have the same scenario happening and your response can be, can be drastically different depending on where you are. So you can be in a trauma response and respond one way, or you can be in the happiest time of your life and respond another way. And what I followed that up with is quoting Katie because she always talks about the now moment which maybe you can explain to people more in depth what that even fucking means but uh you can only be in the now moment because that's literally all we have because right now is my response to you talk to me in 10 minutes and I may have a meltdown based on something you say but right now I'm okay right and so I've just been it's been a really fucking interesting week of this coming up and yeah, I want to leave it at that because I feel like that was a lot. Um, I would like to hear whatever you have to say in response to that. <laughs> I just heard it this time. So I feel like I can respond and not go off on a tangent. Maybe I will because I tend to. But I was thinking this morning, I went on a walk. I went on like a two hour long walk. And I am just going to use a little bit of a personal anecdote because I feel like it will color what you're saying, and hopefully for those listening, give tangible experiences that you can come back to. But the now moment, when we are completely in the now moment, which can feel like a void, which can feel like nothingness, like when we're totally present, we're not in the future, we're not in the past, it's like where everything exists, right? And our reactions oftentimes or our responses to our environments can be super, super clear when we're totally present because we're not coming off of emotions of the past, triggers of the past, experiences of the past, or even like predictive futures based on the past. 
And I was on a walk today because I was feeling so present, so good, just like vibing. And I was thinking about how in the past month, um, I've had a lot of experiences where I've been like, and I think many people live in this place all the time where I've been either, it wasn't so much the past, but living in the future and not able to be fully present. And I talk about the now moment. I think this conversation is really amazing about the now moment, about how we're responding in now, because I think our our challenge with not seeing clearly in the now happens when we are living either in the future or in the past experiences, emotions, understanding mm. of things. And we're, we don't have any freedom there. Cause like we're not able to see clear because let's say, let's say you're responding to someone. Let's say someone says something and they're just saying it to say it. And you're having this experience over here being really triggered because your mind has been in a loop based on this past experience. And whatever this person said somehow triggers that loop even more. So there's no potential because now your emotions are revved up. There's no potential for you to hear them. There's no potential for you to even like see that neutrally because you're not here. You're not actually present. You're playing the story in your head. You're playing from the emotions of the past. And so even with your initial statement, question, opening of the now moment, right? Like, I think when you come and are able to be fully in the now, which is, I think, few and far between for most, but it's totally possible. You have this clarity where there's not a charge in your body because you're not living based on experiences that you've already have and you're not living on misinterpretation. You're kind of just taking whatever it is for face value and you're able to actually expand within that mm -hmm. and you're able to expand your experience and you're able to actually progress into the future because you're not controlling it as much. Mm, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's so much that happened or we're scared of happening that impacts our current reality and our current perception and the lens through which we view the world. That it's going to dictate, if we allow it to, it's going to dictate our responses. Okay, so yeah, that's so good. I want to share what happened for me this week um, that led me to wanting to talk about this. It kind of was that, that aha moment. This was like a really transformative experience. Um, so I'm not going to name the name of this person um, for their privacy and, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but I had an experience with this person about four years ago. And um, I'm sorry for being vague, but it does, it's just, it's unimportant. I had this experience four years ago and I was in a trauma response when I was having this experience with this person. And she said something to me that at that time I received and digested in a trauma response way. And it put me into a bad place and it basically caused me to not want to engage or be friends with this person anymore. I lost all trust. I was like, fuck you, shut down. And the other night, this person was on a call and, with us and it was like I got hit by a fucking Mack truck. And it was like, everything came clear in. And I just thought, 
the thought that I had is you're missing out on her magic because you're holding on to this thing that I started questioning if it had actually happened the way I had perceived it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't even know if that's true. And so I put on my big girl pants and I took responsibility and I called her and I said, hey, um, I'm so sorry because I think the thing that I think you said is not actually what you said and that I've been holding on to this for four years now. And I know that you're hurt and like, I'm so sorry. And so we had this whole conversation and it was so beautiful. And she confirmed my belief that it didn't happen the way I thought I did. And she said, no, that's not what I said. This is what I said. And I was like, shit. And she was so gracious and so kind. And luckily, she's a little older than me. And so she has a little more life experience. I was like, yo, bro, I got you. (laughs) It's okay. Let me give you some perspective here. And she said, Kelly, at that time, you were in a trauma response. and I had just come out of a very codependent, well, not come out of, but I was dealing with a very codependent relationship with my mom. And so because I thought this person told me what to do, I immediately snapped into fuck you, shut down, because that's how I was responding to my mom. And this was a big life event. And so she said, I didn't tell you what to do. This is what I said. And all I could say is, well, I perceived it completely differently. And so we had this huge full circle moment four years after this event happened, four years of her not knowing why I didn't want to be friends with her. And it, what I said to her was, I realize now that you actually were trying to protect me and look out for me and hold me and do what I asked you to do, which is show up for me in a really scary moment. But what I perceived it to be was you telling me what to do because all I could see was red. And man, that was really hard. It was hard to to own up to the fact that I had really fucked this up. But I also want to show myself grace in knowing that that's where I was at that time. And so that's why we're having this conversation is because she could say the same thing to me today and I would hear it the way she said it. But because of what, where I was and the lens through which I was viewing my life and my experience, I heard it in a very much, I'm telling you what to do. Uh, I'm in control of you way. And it fucked me up. So here we are. Feels like you freed yourself from a loop. Big time. I felt like a different person after we called each other this week. Even thinking about like if the now moment, right? If we're experiencing the now moment, but really pulling from our past experiences, if we rewrite what that was, it no longer has any grip in that pattern. It's like a pattern stopper. It's like you, mm-hmm. you won't, I'm not saying you won't do a pattern again. I think we're constantly rewriting the narrative of how we show up and having more opportunity to see where we're blinded by our own stories, by our own experiences. But that feels like a really big thing of just like, you know, you could keep that story or you could keep seeing through that lens, but it's impacting you more than anyone. Yes. It's impacting you. It's impacting your experience. It's impacting how you view the other. It's impacting like the freedom to just feel peaceful in your being. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, Yeah. I mean, all of that. And the levels of freedom 
right? Especially I was raised by a mom who hold who held grudges like a goddamn champ. Like she was the best grudge holder that there ever was. And she couldn't let anything go. My mom was not a person who believed in forgiveness. And so I watched that and I learned that and I realized how much energy goes into that, but I also saw her die um in grudges, in anger, holding on. My mom was not free. My mom was never free her whole life. She's free now, but she was never free through her last breath because she held on to that. I don't want to be tied to shit like that. I don't want to live my life that way. And I you know, what's interesting too is it's really scary to have hard conversations. And if you had asked me three years ago, if I could have called her and said, I'm so sorry, I like really fucked up and I realized what happened. I never would have done that because that is so that old version of me, that would be so uncomfortable. I couldn't do it. I would just be like, nope, not going there. And I was like, no, this is going to be hard and I'm going to have to really set my pride and my ego aside and just say I'm here. And however she responds, I was so grateful that she responded with so much love and grace, but she didn't have to, she could have been like, fuck you. Right. And that's that, that'd be okay too. Cause that's, that's her experience. And she has every right to say that, but she's fucking evolved as fuck and like aware and, you know, is able to forgive and move on. But I realized that there's so many layers to freedom if we're not willing to be uncomfortable and own our shit and take responsibility. How can we ever free ourselves from all of this? And my mom, I'm sorry, Katie, you're just here for my revelations right now. But my mom, I realized, could never have hard conversations, which is why she died without us ever talking. Like she never said anything except for being mad at me in the Mm -hmm. last few days. We never got to have like that conversation. And I also didn't step up to do that. So look at the beauty that comes from having a hard conversation and saying, I'm sorry. The healing that gets to happen. And it's not only me in this, this person, this friend that had this conversation this week. In her having that conversation with me, not only did we free ourselves from this fucking stupid drama, but we also healed things that happened with my own mom, Mm. who's not even alive anymore, that helps me see how to be free. And then the more we're free, the more other people get to be free. All the pieces just came together in my head. All the puzzles landing. Yeah. What you just said, too, we're on the the topic that we talk about all the time, right? Freedom, freedom in all the ways and freedom. And what does that actually feel like? What does that look like? How does that land in our bodies? I think one of the greatest freedoms in the story you just told is also a freedom from expectation of how she's going to show up in that. Because I think many of us, and I know I can just speak for myself, has avoided difficult conversations because of a fear that I wouldn't be able to handle if the other person couldn't show up in the way that I wanted to. 
which is just a control. Like it's just me controlling. That's not freedom either. Mm -hmm. But when you can know that this feels really good in my heart, this feels really good in my being to be able to release myself from this, they may be able to receive it. They might not be able to receive it, but to release myself from this, allow it to land, know that I'm in integrity with what I'm saying, know that my word is true, know that regardless of what they say, it's not the point because I've released what's needed to. And so it's almost as if the interpretation, the misinterpretation doesn't necessarily matter because this whole conversation, it's like we just as we're coming through our own lenses, right? Like how you started this off with in 10 minutes, you could respond to something I say totally different. So can the other party. And mm -hmm. so we're willing to give, you know, I'm free in myself and those who are meant to meet me will. And if I know that I'm honoring what it is and I'm not housing whatever this is in my in my being that I'm free. You just posted something, which I'm pretty sure Taylor Simpson was just on your podcast. Yes, I'm obsessed. A shout with out her. to her because I just reposted it from your story and I feel like it's incredibly relevant to this conversation. And she wrote a post and it says, you're not responsible for people's assumptions, projections, fantasies about who you are supposed to be. Get free. Let them work that out within themselves. It has nothing to do with who you really are. Mm. I mean, it's just so interesting because we insert ourselves into other people's experiences of us. For what you said earlier, control. I want you to perceive me this way. I want you to think of me like this. So I'm just going to insert myself and micromanage you. And it's like, that's not our job. And everyone is on their path. I mean, your journey of souls obsessed like I am. If you guys have not read this book yet, please, 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 please get it. Um, Katie and I reference it so much whenever we're just talking on our own um, and just in life. But it's so important to realize that we are all having our own experiences. We are all on our own paths. And when we start micromanaging and diving into other people's paths, we're missing the point. That's not what we decided and agreed upon when we're, you know, in the ethereal looking down in our spirit saying like, okay, this is the life I want. This is what I'm choosing. And these are all the million different options. And so I'm going to go do this thing and I'm going to learn these experience, learn these lessons because this is the experience I need to have. When we start diving into each other's shit, we're missing the point of sovereignty that we came here to have. Sovereignty and connection. You just organized a million pieces in my mind because it's like, this is a tangent, but it's not. It is totally in line with what we're talking about. And I'm thinking about how when we're honest with ourselves and when we can actually like feel free enough to clear stuff in the now moment. Like, for example, I know because I've created safety within myself and I've created safety within myself through connections, through the friendships that we've created, through being able to like clear stuff almost instantly, nothing is harbored within myself and I'm able to be clear and stand clear and allow for the other to show up in safety in themselves as well. Because I'm not harboring like, I, I brought this up, we were on a call the other day and I feel like recently I'm so aware that if anything is like feeling tense or stuck in my body or I'm like restricted in some way and I come to terms with what that is, once I say it, it's like done. Like it's clear from my field. It's gone. 
it's not impacting me and I'm able to then show up. But if I'm letting it linger, it's going to impact everything. It's going to impact the lens that I view the world. It's going to impact my relationships. And if anything, it's a disservice to myself. Okay, so everyone knows I have an Organifi problem. I'm just going to put it out there. I have an Organifi problem and I'm okay with it. Um, it's really good <laughs> and it makes me feel very nice on the inside. <laughs> um, Katie has visited the house quite a few times now. Um, and you also like to raid the pantry and make yourself some Organifi situations. So why don't you tell everyone about your Organifi problem? Well, I love Organifi. And Kelly's the <laughs> one who obviously introduced me to Organifi because she's number one Organifi promoter, <laughs> publicist. Like she just team Organifi all the way. And I've I've had my fair share of all the Organifi's, you know, now since it's like a little bit chilly, it's getting dark early, like we're into the we're into the warm drinks. So Katie, Katie's just Katie listens to the show, so she's just gonna read an ad like I would and yeah, make fun of me yeah, the whole time. Yeah. No, this is how I would. I'm just tele- te- telepathic. So <laughs> Kelly always reminds me that when we're having we're in times of strife to nourish ourselves. <laughs> And Organifi has so many things in it that are so good for you. (laughs) You might not know some of the ingredients, (laughs) but just let me tell you, they are top notch and you need it. So I personally am nourishing myself with Organifi Gold and Organifi Chocolate Gold, which I don't, I don't have any chocolate gold with me right now, which is why I take frequent trips to Colorado. Because it's so convenient for me to go to Kelly's pantry, and you know, <laughs> we we start with some like hot water, put the gold in. Kelly has this really big frother thing, <laughs> so loud, and it frosts it up really good. She loves coconut butter. Sometimes I'm like a little bit allergic to coconut, borderline. <laughs> so sometimes they do it, and you know, because the Organifi is so good for you, I'm like not as allergic to it, and. <laughs> It just tastes so good and it you don't have any cravings after it. You're so nourished and you just feel amazing and your skin glows. And I would use the code, is it Kelly T? Yeah. Use the code Kelly T. Even though her last name's Kelly Moore now. Kelly T still works. <laughs> and you get how much percent off? Twenty percent off. Twenty percent off. Insane deal. Stock up for all your friends. The seasons are changing and it's almost time for holidays where oftentimes people get <laughs> presents. Get them Organifi. You will love it. There's so many flavors. I promise you, it's the best. So um, that's all I have for Organifi. I could talk for hours about it, but you can DM me, you can DM us personally about how to make it. I could even create a video about how I use the whisk and yeah, get stock up on the gold. The golds are great for winter. It is so obvious that you listen to this show and I am deeply, deeply touched <laughs> that you don't ever fast forward through any ad ever. 
Um, okay, well, let's just keep this party rolling. I want Katie to tell everyone about how much she loves Element because Katie um, may or may not have OD'd <laughs> on the salts. <laughs> I have OD'd. I don't know if, I mean, I guess everything is up for grabs. I'm currently actually drinking my second chocolate one of the day, the chocolate Element. So Element actually just came out with a chocolate mint flavor which kelly is her favorite i still love the og chocolate so you know you might just want to get a bundle of all of them because element is so great whether you're putting like the watermelon salts or the spicy salts in your water (laughs) and you can make like lemon habanero lemon habanero habanero, (laughs) mango chili (laughs) sometimes we'd like to mix half and half you can put it in sparkling water. You can put it in regular water. What I would say is these are powerful hydrators. So what happens sometimes is when you're pouring them in the water, you want to make sure that you fill half water for the element and then fill half more because sometimes they get so excited to hydrate you, they like overflow. <laughs> I know this because I drink element almost daily. So I've perfected but You put it in Gerol Steiner sparkling yeah, water. Sparkling don't water, you? you need to just make sure that you don't have it too filled up because these are potent and they're ready to hydrate yourselves. So they almost expand the water. My favorites, I love um, for if you're like more of a cold bev person, I would suggest water or sparkling water with ice and then mix in like mang- mango chili is my favorite right now. What's your favorite of the of this fruity? Um watermelon or citrus watermelon or citrus amazing try all of them though get a sample pack which kelly will tell you how to do that at the end and i would say though since it's cozy season and because i am a chocolate salt diehard this is the recipe you need and you need to get it salty hot chocolate it is so good get the hot chocolate packet hot water a little bit of like whether it's, you know, whether you do regular milk, plant milk, creamer, like I like to do a little bit of creamer. Kelly doesn't like that. I do. Maybe a little bit of honey, maybe a little bit of stevia, but really it's good just on its own. Whisk it up. It is the best. I actually overdid it. As Kelly said the other day, I had a couple too many and, you know, too much of anything, you know, it doesn't do the digestive system well, but it's really because I was just so hydrated. I didn't my body didn't know what to do with it. So all it was like, oh, we're hydrated for the first time. We're hydrated for the first time. My body was like, just so happy. So this is the best ad ever. And it's the best ad ever because I'm so excited about Element that I can barely contain myself. And just (laughs) you need to get it is all I have to say. You can ask me about it. I'm such a fan. Kelly has introduced me to another incredible brand. And they're really hydrating and they taste good. I personally believe this ad is going to be 10 minutes long, but I personally believe <laughs> that other hydration stuff tastes terrible. And I'm not bashing any other hydration stuff, but I really have a hard time getting hydrated. And this is the first product, truthfully, that I feel like not only do I love it, but it makes me drink more. So if that doesn't convince you, I don't know what will. Kelly, how do you how, fuck the fuck off? Yeah, totally. How do you get a how do yeah. you get a sample pack? Sample pack. Well, Katie, thanks for asking. Uh you can go to 
drinkelement.com and use the code Kelly T and you'll pay $5 for shipping and you'll get a sample pack and you'll be able to try all the things. Uh, so if you go to drinklmnt.com, code Kelly T, get your sample pack and you can be as cool and OD as Katie. Yeah. And tag us. Tag us. Tag us. Tag drink lemon element. Try drink lemon element. Well done, Katie. Well done. I like the concept of clearing quickly as well. When I was on the phone with this person earlier this week, she was like, I really fucking wish you had said something four years ago and we could have cleared this up really quickly. And I didn't have that ability at the time. Mm -hmm. So neither here nor there. But we've been talking about this concept a lot and it came up in that call too. And I've thought about that. We think that these processes or these experiences need to be so drawn out and so dramatic and so like, if I'm not sobbing and on the floor shaking and releasing, then it doesn't work. And it's like, no, (laughs) it's in the moment. It's like sometimes just putting a name to it, sometimes just acknowledging it is enough to let it go. I experienced that so often with Connor because I know I don't want to go down the rabbit hole most of the time anymore. I don't need to do that to heal and to clear. So I will, if I'm feeling insecure, something comes up, I walk in, I'm like, Hey, I need to talk to you for a second. This has nothing to do with you. I just want to acknowledge I'm feeling this way. This is what's coming up for me. Can you just hear me out? And he listens to me rant for 10 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, moving on. We're, we're done. It doesn't need to be, sometimes it's complicated, of course, but it doesn't need to be, we don't need to make it like that. And I think that we, we think it has to be hard and it just doesn't. And we can take responsibility for where we've made it hard. I think sometimes we can even attach to like how hard it needs to be and then perpetuate a narrative that is also just enslaving us further to ourselves or to our faulty belief systems. And that's not to like discount any process because the thing is when you're in that experience of it needs to be hard, like it is hard and there's no, there's not like, I'm not going to say, Oh, you're just, you know, your experience isn't valid or whatever. Like it is hard. If you're making it hard, it is hard, but also you have the opportunity to rewrite that and rewrite that through choice. So And I know we've both done that in many different ways and seen how you most likely will get to the same place, but it's just the route at which you want to take. And I feel like sometimes when you just allow yourself to be present, 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 share, share, like explain, express, even if just for yourself, you get there quicker, but you're not like keeping yourself in a state of constant pain. So I think that this is probably true for most of us, that we we can be our own worst enemies and we can really stand in our own way and create blockages for ourselves. Um, You had that kind of aha moment when you were here this last weekend and we were having this conversation. You were like, damn, I just realized I'm getting in my own way. And there was this moment of for you of choice and it was like you just sucked yourself out like up and out and you were like oh okay i have a choice here oh okay i see moving on 
And it was really cool for me to witness you move so quickly because you were, it was like you went from walking in sludge and me like, Ugh, <laughs> another wall. Oh God, I'm getting, getting sucked <laughs> down into like sucked up, totally clear, moving on like that. Mm-hmm. How have you, because I've really seen you do this so much in the last year and a half since I've known you. How have you moved more and more into being in choice and taking responsibility in those moments from sludge and slowness and yuckiness into total clarity with like a snap of a finger? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's so funny because I like remember that moment exactly. And I was going to even bring it up. And all the moments that have been like that, it's literally through just like looking at it and letting myself look at it because it's going to be looked at. It's like, am I making this harder for myself? I'm just going to stay in this and not just like express or even just check in. Okay, you're feeling something. You're feeling something that's not feeling good. You could either like repress it or suppress it or you could be like, hmm, what am I feeling for a second? And then it literally takes a second and then voice it to either yourself or someone else and then be like, oh, that's an interesting story I'm telling myself. Does it have to be true right now? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm free. And it changes in an instant. I know you, you witnessed that, but it's like these things are going to come up all the time. And what I found, especially in the past year and a half going through, I feel like I just went through another massive death cycle and came out a couple of days ago. And I'm like, wow, I'm so free. Like there's so much possibility. There's so much fun to be had. But I feel like it's gone that way because I repressed it and suppressed it for so long and tried to convince myself the sludge or the darkness or whatever you want to call it. Just like my stuff wasn't there. And so then all of my stuff about four years ago hit me in the face and was like, you can't not look at this anymore. I didn't really have a choice. I mean, I did have a choice, but it wouldn't have been good if I didn't look at it. So especially in the past year and a half, I feel like I've also created safety in the community. like especially our closest friends and community of being like people don't like we don't judge each other for being in that or for it's not even being in a process for just like wherever we're at because we know that it can change in a moment and it's not coloring whatever it is so my biggest thing is like I've just leaned into it even more and actually felt it and then it moves (laughs) it's like emotions are energy in motion right and so if you don't actually let the energy move they get stuck and then you feel sick or you like for me like I get massive migraines or things happen that like make you actually look at your stuff and so the more and more I've just looked at my stuff (laughs) the more and more it's moved and I'm free and I feel free and I feel like oh whatever shows up like I'll be able to get through it because I have before and I know that it's safe to experience it and like by experiencing it I'll be on the other side quicker. Mm. and there's this level of trust that comes into play with yourself that you I mean I feel like our whole little group for sure has been really really sitting with I don't want to say working on because I don't think you can actually work on trusting yourself yeah I think that that is something that gets to be built organically over time with experience and surrendering and letting go and all of that. But it's like in those moments, and I I had this thought this week as well, is what if I didn't doubt? What if I didn't make up a story like, ugh, 
how do I not know the answer to this? Or how am I not this blah, blah, blah? What if I'm just trusting of myself? Because you just said it a second ago, you always figure it out. Mm -hmm. What if we are in that trust? And I think that there, there are varying levels of trust. And I like to think of it as you're creating building blocks of trust within yourself. And so another experience happens and you learn to trust yourself there and you just keep doing that over and over. And you have been in the void. If you guys haven't heard Katie's playlist Voidal, uh, I will link it in the show notes. It's very good. It's her best one yet. Just saying. Um, you and DJ Megan Taylor, just keeping my music life so good. So Thanks, juicy. But like, I think of what does it require to be in a void, especially the way you have been, my little no matter, um, feeling like I don't have the answers and I'm going to trust this. It is such a level of self-trust. So how did you get to that point? And how do you continue to bring yourself back into that trust over and over again to really be in the gray area and like relish in that, not just accept it? I'm going so many places with this. I feel like every single time entering a void or entering like a place where I thought I knew it, not that I ever have all the answers, but I thought I knew the answer or I thought I saw the direction and now I feel like it's almost like there's this cloud or this veil or this just like everything is really hazy and I feel lost within myself, within my environments, within everything feels dark. And, you know, in the past, in being in those spaces, I most likely, and I would say I definitely would hold on to things that gave me a sense of control, right? Which I don't think is bad. I think people cope and do things in different ways. But it would just be kind of a band-aid to the actual experience. And so the mechanics of it, like the how, I think I voiced it. I think I actually share with myself, okay, this is where you're really at. I share it with other people. I just say it. I release it. And then I remember that I've been through steps like this so many times before. And the second that I give up, controlling an outcome it's almost like oh this goes so beautifully back to what you said in the beginning it's almost like the blinders come off the sides of my eyes and I'm able to see new directions where I'm totally free like it's almost like I'm placed into this cylinder of like blurriness I wear contacts so it's like my contacts are off I can't see anything I feel like I just want something that gives me a sense of tell me what the next direction is. Tell me what I can do and then I can do it. But that's not actually freedom because that's not a sovereign choice. So I'm in this place and I can either like seek for things that allow me to see or I can just like be in that space for a second, like tune in, be like what what's actually true and what's based on where your mind is going to try to control the future or try to figure out stuff from the past. And when I sit there literally for just a moment, it's like I'm free in the now moment to see different things that I couldn't see because I was in such a place. It's like a trauma response, like such a place of stress of trying to figure it out. So I think that my my only uh, 
truest answer for that is like, again, be with it even for just a moment. And you get more information from that place. And you get information mm -hmm. that I could say, like, change your environment, right? Like, I could go out and go on a walk. I could call a friend. I could do all these different things, which are all helpful. But the biggest thing is, like, actually just, like, tuning in, figuring out where I'm at for a moment, telling myself, is this true? And where am I in fight or flight? Or where am I in a state of stress? Because I want to figure out the answer so bad. And from there, where do I get new opportunities to see new routes that I wouldn't have had if I just tried to band-aid myself or band-aid my reaction? Just another quick pause, uh, this one without Katie uh, and her hilarious ad reads. I want to tell you guys about Paleo Valley really quickly. I have had some really amazing experiences with this brand. I have been taking a ton of their supplements almost the entire year. Um, I talked about the essential C complex in the last episode and how much that has been helpful for my gun gum sensitivity and bleeding, which is really odd. Um, if you didn't hear that, I was saying how when you have gum sensitivity or bleeding, it's usually a sign that you're low in vitamin C. So that's when I know I stock up on the essential C complex um, and really give my body as much of that as possible. But what I want to tell you about today is a little story that happened uh, that in our house is amazing. And you might think it's silly, but that's okay. Connor and I were cleaning out all of his hunting shit and he magically appeared with a bunch of Paleo Valley beef sticks that he had not finished. And I thought we were out and I was so bummed. And then he just gave me this beautiful gift from the hunting heavens and said, here, babe. And so I got so many of my beef sticks back. I am obsessed. And here's the thing. I've been talking about not eating enough calories, getting enough protein for a long time now. And I would like to change that story because it's not that I don't get enough anymore. It's actually that I get more than enough because I nourish my body with a more than sufficient enough, more than sufficient amount. Yeah, that's what I meant more than sufficient amount of really high quality protein so that my body gets everything it needs. And as I go into creating a baby and carrying a baby and doing all that, I want my body to be so ready. And that's why I'm obsessed with the 100% grass-fed and grass-finished, key point there, beef sticks that Paleo Valley makes. They're so good. They're sourced from really small domestic farms here in the U.S. and they use real organic spices for flavor. So it's not like natural flavors, which is actually code for crap. They put only the best inside of all of their products. So if you're someone who is on the go, you're trying to get more calories, maybe you have kids, you're running carpool, or you have a husband who is a hunting, hiking machine, these are the best and I cannot recommend them enough. Go to paleovalley.com, use the code Kelly T and you'll get 15% off. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. Use the code Kelly T and you'll get 15% off. Enjoy. In terms of human design, mm -hmm. I know I'm someone that I have answers really quickly and I'm like, yes, no, this, that. I just no, no, no. What I have been noticing is that I've, I've gotten a lot better in the last few months at pausing when I am in a trauma response because, because I have answers so quickly and they're so clear, even in 
when I'm in emotional state or I'm being really reactive, I would be like, well, that's my answer. Right. I feel like I've gotten a lot better at pausing and saying, I am not clear right now. I am chaotic within. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to work out the chaos before I have an answer. And when I'm working out the chaos, I'm either by myself, maybe I'm on the phone with you, maybe I'm talking to Connor. Um, In any of those, I'm asking myself questions like what's actually going on and what do I need right now? And when I'm able to do that and take care of myself in the chaos and the discomfort, I get to the answer with such clarity, but I don't feel like I can get there without this whole process over here. What is that? And is that also an experience you have? Mm. It is an experience I have and I'll chain, I'll explain how my experience is different and I'll also share like your splenic and human design, right? So you saying you have an answer right away, you like get this knowing. But that knowing also can come with a charge based on your lens. So this is where like even systems like human design that are here to guide us towards our truth. It's like there's nuance in everything. And so I see a lot of people actually use that to not take personal responsibility. Like, for example, if you're a splenic authority or a sacral authority, you're the two types of authority that have access pretty much immediately. But if you're amplifying stuff outside of you that's not yours, that's putting you in a trauma response, that's taking you out of like that clear state, your immediate response might not actually be what's in the highest good for you and might not actually be clear, even if you know, even if you have the knowing. So I think it takes a lot of responsibility. And I think you've done this so beautiful. I know you've done this so beautifully in Knowing that you can know, but also knowing where when you're knowing is coming from somewhere that's not necessarily clear. And knowing that you'll know just as clearly in 10 minutes from now, in an hour from now, that if you have that same answer in a more neutral state, you're gold. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I'm an emotional, as we call them. I'm actually doing a course currently about the emotional solar plexus. And basically, all of us are emotional beings in some ways. Some some of us amplify other people's emotions more. Some of us have this consistent emotional wave. But basically what it talks to is that we have these differing levels of like vibration or nervousness that works through our bodies. And for me, I do not make decisions if I'm in a place where I have nervousness in my body. That can be really great excitement. That can be fear. That can be just unknown. If I'm feeling shaky in my being, it's a no. And so my process within taking time, human design has been such a beautiful tool in allowing me to really trust myself in that I, I no decision or no opportunity to share will ever be, uh, will ever miss me. But it's, it's created an opportunity for me to be a lot less. I don't feel like I ever have been super reactive, but I just don't react if I'm not clear in my body in the current moment and I give myself time to check in a couple different at a couple different emotional states at a couple different physical states to see what the right answer is. I think it takes a lot of trust <laughs> and in a society that I feel like convinces us that 
everything needs to be like quick and fast and we need to have the answers and there's no time to, you know, linger on silly things. I would counter that to say that if you're not clear, then actually making a decision out of a place of feigned clarity will only elongate your stuff later on because you'll be in the mind about your decision. Mm. Versus mm-hmm. like coming to a place of total emotional neutrality. Let's say that you're responding to someone, right? Let's say that something happened, it triggered you. You could have your immediately immediate response to that because you're triggered, that you're in a state of stress, you're in fight or flight, and you could know that I make decisions quickly so I could respond. Or you could also know that like I could respond, but I could also wait an hour, see if I feel the same, see if I have any new awareness about it. And then be clear right then so that I don't have to be in my mind about this in the future at all versus having an immediate reaction, having an immediate response, and then maybe regretting that later on and having to do more work to dig yourself out of that response, which actually wasn't clear. Yeah. Fucking recon over here. God damn it. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. <laughs> Katie loves the weird sounds and faces I make. We learned that this weekend. I just, um, yeah. yeah, it's so good. Okay, what I just what I just saw while you were talking about that is my little girl is the one that immediately responds, mm-hmm. but my adult self is the one that pauses and can wait. Holy shit. Because my little girl is like, oh, my feelings are hurt. That wasn't nice, right? But my adult self has perspective and life experience and knows, oh, well, we don't need to make this about us. And oh, we don't need to project some story onto another person. Or oh, we don't need to turn someone's words to confirm our own bias. I know all those things and I feel all those things. But my little girl is still a little girl. And she has her trauma response because of her limited experience and her emotional state. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just, that's the visual I had, which was super cool. I see her like banging on the door. It's like she wants to be heard. And that's the only way she knows how to be heard. Uh If she waits to bring it up later, like you can even just, we could bring it into childhood experiences of, as a as a young child, you don't know that you can process and then potentially have a productive conversation with a parent where they'll listen to you and hear you and honor your emotions. I mean, most of us in some way, shape or form have experience of our emotions and our emotional needs not being met, which is passed down generationally and generationally and generationally. So we learn how to honor our emotions through our earliest childhood experiences. And if they're that the only way our emotions can be witnessed, whether that's in a positive response or a negative response, is through letting them immediately out and sharing them, then that's going to perpetuate in uh, challenging times or just experiences when emotions come up in our later years. But if you reprogram that through knowing I will be heard later because I'm hearing myself and I'm listening to myself and through that I'm allowed and will be able to be heard by the other, you don't feel the need to be super, super reactive because it's not your only chance. This makes me really angry. You want to know why? Tell me why. (laughs) 
Because Connor's always like, fuck, why couldn't you just wait until the end of the day so we could just have a conversation about this? He gets so upset and I get so upset back at him. I think I just spit everywhere. Um, I get so upset back at him because I'm like, no, I need to be heard right now. I'm feeling it right now, blah, blah, blah. And I remember my fucking therapist, I love her, called me out. I think it was earlier this year. And she said, you learned that in order to get attention and be heard, you had to blow up. You had to make a whole scene. And it's why I had chronic illness. It's why all these things happen. Things were like so dramatic and so over the top because I learned that that's how I was seen and listened to. And what I am hearing from you is that sadly, I need to acknowledge Connor in his rightness, which is very frustrating. Um, You're supposed to be on my side, (laughs) Katie. Um, But that there, he has such a valid point because he is so available to me to have the conversation. But when I want to have the conversation in reactive emotional mode while he's in the middle of working he's like hi can we not and I feel like well if I don't do it like this right now I'm never going to be heard which is actually not true in our relationship at all when I come to Connor and I'm calm and I've thought through something and I'm like hey I need to talk this out with you even if he's in the wrong he's super available to that but when I'm in a state of trauma or drama or whatever that looks like, he is like, I cannot right now. And now it makes sense because he doesn't, he will hear me even if I'm not in that state. He'll hear me in my calmness. So I don't need to be psychotic in order to be heard. I can be super grounded and just honest. And usually when you are that way, not that you're psychotic, we're not going to put any labels on you, but when you are in a reactive state, that's when you're in your head about it after. Yes. And feel embarrassed or feel like you didn't respond correctly or like it creates a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's not being on his team. It's being on your team. It's team Kelly. That's my girl. Well, I mean, I called you last weekend cause he really hurt my feelings and I was very upset and I got in the car and I drove to whole foods. <laughs> I'm going to buy us groceries and that's how I'm going to cope. <laughs> Unhealthy coping. <laughs> and uh, I still must be helpful while angry. Um, I'm driving to Whole Foods. I call Katie and I like get all my feelings out and I'm like so upset with him. And then I get home and she checks on me later and I'm like, no, I'm good. I actually realized that I was being super hurtful as well. And it was really embarrassing. And it's a really good, um, it's a really good reflection to have because I think as women, there is this narrative that we have to act a certain way in order to be met. Mm. And I think we get to rewrite that because when I do go into reactive mode, I mean, I tend to be a slightly dramatic person, Um, but I do things that make me embarrassed later. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I didn't need to do that. Wow. That was just super unnecessary. Um, 
And so I think that there is this attachment to that old story of if I don't act like this, I won't be heard. But in reality, if you are with someone who can meet you, this probably isn't for everyone, right? But I know I am. Um, And I also have friends like you who can meet me. If we have those experiences with those people where we can be maybe emotional, but feel a little more grounded in it, a little more steady with it, then you don't have to go to level 10 to be met. You can be at level two and be met and heal quick Mm. without it needing to be a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm. With your experience of your reaction, whether directed at the other person or whether just like having experience calling a friend crying on the phone, whether whatever it is, like having that be valid, but then actually having clarity as to why you have that. Which I feel like even in that experience, you had massive clarity as to why that came up and like cleared stuff through feeling the feelings, but then through coming back to it later. Mm-hmm. It's like not totally. press the reaction, but just be really aware of where the reaction might be pointed. I wouldn't say unfairly, but just like pointed at another before fully processed yourself. Yeah. Well, and you know, what's so interesting. I hadn't thought about this. I was explaining how that experience I had with our friend earlier this week was so linked to my relationship with my mom. And so was that blow up with Connor. Mm. I felt like he was talking to me the way my mom talked to me. And that really triggered me, which I explained to him later. And he was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I say that because. One, I feel like going into motherhood, all my shit with my mom is coming up right now. That's pretty fucking clear. Um, but I think that we forget how shaped we are by our experiences with our parents and as children. And I often give this advice, but I would like to say it for myself right now. And if this is supportive to you, awesome. I always tell people to look at someone else when they're in that state of response as their younger self. I'm like, look at them as their seven-year-old because that's often where this is coming from. I forget to do that for myself though because I am like, oh, well, I should know and I should be put together. and I should have the answers. So no, but that's actually not true. Very much, so much of who I am as a 33-year-old adult woman has been shaped by my parents and by my experiences with my parents and my childhood. And so that stuff continues to come up. And now I'm seeing the pattern with two different, completely separate scenarios this week that have shown up for me. And both of them is my little girl dealing with my mom. And I think when we can really be in the body of our child our inner child and say, oh, I see what's happening and put a name to it and voice it like you were saying earlier. I think that you are really healing so many versions of you that you don't have to continue to take that with you. Mm. And you don't need to project onto someone else because when Connor was talking to me, all I saw was my mom. And I was like shaking and crying like a little kid. My adult self wasn't having that experience with him. My adult self was like, you're being a fucking dick. I'm pissed at you. But my little girl 
was like having this whole overwhelming experience with a parent. So it was like both, it was like layered experiences on top of one another. It's like the now moment and putting a different now moment on top of it, which is clouding the now moment. Yes. Right? Because- like it's the now moment, but like you're not because you're seeing it from this projected lens, which isn't bad, but it's like you got to know or come to a knowing that oh what I was seeing was also from the eyes of this it wasn't from the eyes of like neutrality and clarity which you can come later but it's like then you come later and you see oh that part is still there great now I have the opportunity to not recycle it and just like give it the attention it needs and tell it look like look what happens you actually are able to be heard you don't have to flail you don't have to do this like look what you healed for yourself you gave yourself a opportunity with a partner where this pattern doesn't reciprocate especially entering the motherhood portal like it's no surprise that all of these are coming up around the same time of you doing so much healing i feel like around your mother especially in the past past year and a half of course but like past even years before that past four years probably right just huge 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 awarenesses switches shifts in your life and now of course any lingering stuff or stuff that you're not willing to carry with you into this they're going to show up so that you have the ability to like lovingly and kind of really quickly clear them Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like this has been therapy with katie Which it usually is. <laughs> I've told everyone for four years that I have done this show selfishly because I get to have the dopest people on and we just get to have really cool conversations. Mm-hmm. And then I leave feeling like the most evolved human. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, look at me. <laughs> so evolved. I so figured em- out the stuff. <laughs> so embodied. So fully expressed. I'm so embodied. Um, well, we could talk forever, but I do want to take a moment. Um, <sighs> so I announced this before. If you haven't heard yet, I am closing the podcast at the end of the year, which I'm really excited about. Um, so this will be the last episode of this iteration of the show, if it ever comes back again, but this is the last iteration or the last time you'll be on this iteration of the podcast. Um, Katie knows how much I love her, so this isn't like fucking news, but, um, Gotta get this out. I feel like in a lot of ways I started the show to meet our group. I met Megan really because of the podcast. I met Carolina because of the podcast. I got closer with Laura because of the podcast. 
and I didn't meet you through it, but you've been such an integral part of this show. And so many of my community and the girls within this have come to you and you have supported them so deeply. And I wouldn't be at this place in my life personally or with my work without you. And you have shown up so big and you've been so committed. You've been so committed to me. And Connor always jokes that you're like my lesbian lover. (laughs) Because I just, I talk about you so much and I'm like, Katie said this and Katie said that and Katie did this for me and I'm so excited to do this with Katie. And it's, it's really funny because we're really different people. (laughs) But you've brought out this part of me that is so fun and so playful and so happy. And I'm so grateful to know you and to also have shared so many of our intimate conversations with my people and to create more community together and more sisterhood and more transparency and more love. And I've learned so much from you. I learn from you every single day. And I love witnessing you in your growth and how much you've shared that here and the way you share online and with your people. And I'm so excited to step into a new chapter with you and the girls alongside me. It feels incredibly sacred and safe and expansive. And closing this also feels really good and really right. And you have helped me get to this point. And I just want you to know how much I love you. And I, I just, I, I love you, but I respect you. And I hold you in such high regard for everything you do, for every situation you put yourself in, for the amount of challenging moments that you embrace and you take head on not only for yourself but for us you are young and you are so old (laughs) and you are so wise and I just I want to thank you for continually answering the call answering my actual phone calls but answering your call And stepping into that over and over and over again. I know it's not always easy, but it's because of people like you that I am here and I feel most myself and most true. And I love you. And I thank you. (laughs) Kelly got me seven. I love you so much. Oh my goodness. (laughs) 
It's, it's so funny because I'm like, oh my god, it's an ending. <laughs> so, I'm like, we're going through the fire. Something's dying and being reborn. And I just, ugh, melting over here. I receive that so deeply, and it it means the world. You know how much that means to me. I say that all the time, but to receive and also to have that mirrored back so completely and so totally and to be here and to be able to have shared so much time here but just also I think what's so beautiful about oh my god I'm like not gonna do a little speech not gonna be able to get through this I will I have the strength <laughs> <laughs> Embracing the power. Uh, it's always good when Katie gets in the deep voice. Get in the deep voice. We're dropping. We're dropping low. What is so insane is that we have these conversations on your podcast. You have all these really deep conversations, and what I've witnessed you create is that now the depth outside of your life is just a thousandfold over. And it's almost like I've witnessed you create based on a seeking again and again and again in your life, right? Like you dive headfirst into the thing you're seeking. And then when you found it, you know that it's time to wrap it up and complete it. And it's so beautiful because this ending is such a beautiful and expansive new beginning for you in all ways that I'm so grateful to be a part of and continue to walk hand in hand with you in because the intimacy, the depth, the every single topic that's ever been covered on this podcast, it's like that truly is within you and outside of every aspect of your life now. And so to be so complete and so whole with the purpose that you came to this podcast with originally and feel like you've so tied up the seeking to think that you started this as ceremony wellness right the platform the platform and then then okay the platform Mm -hmm. the platform and then ceremony wellness and then the kelly show and you're just so here like I just want to reflect that everything that you hear that Kelly talks about is not only so real time, but she integrates it and then shares it with all of her people so lovingly, so fully, and in a way where it's like it travels and transforms and connects so far outside of you. And so to to be on here today, knowing that this is like such a beautiful new beginning, such a beautiful closing and opening to receive you and your integrity and your truth and your words to be, <laughs> to be just in the connection that we are is uh, absolutely life-changing, completely transformative and 
the absolute greatest gift, but I'm so excited to continue in this next chapter with you. I love you so much. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>